you just get such a reward for you work hard into producing a product and, and a service and being part of that delivery and seeing smiling faces and memories being made, taking their picture, helping them get someplace or plan their day. That's what it's really all about. Welcome to the Attraction Pros Podcast, where we discuss the latest trends and challenges facing the attractions industry today. We chat with some of the top leaders in the field and provide resources that will help develop your career in this great industry. I am Josh Liebman. I am obsessed with the guest experience and helping attractions make that their top priority for success. And I'm Matt Heller. I am passionate about organizational effectiveness, leadership development, and employee engagement. Now sit upright, hold on tight, and get ready for the Attraction Pros Podcast. Hey, Matt, how's it going? It's going fantastically, Josh. How are you? Ah, doing great. Doing great. Still reeling from the high of episode 250. <laughs> you know, just riding on a cloud. Right? Yeah. Cloud nine or cloud 250. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Question for you. Got it. What meaningful connections have you made through IAPA? Um, well, maybe my podcast partner. <laughs> I was maybe I was maybe fishing for uh, for a specific answer there. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you are you are a very meaningful connection. Um, gosh, I mean, can I say all of them? Yeah, all, all, I think so. All, all the meaningful connections because there's so many people that. I look at like, like if I were to, to go through my, my Facebook friends or my LinkedIn connections and, you know, I could tie, you know, most of the professional connections I have back through IAPA, right? We've met through IAPA. We were on a panel together or we served on a committee together or, you know, somebody came up to me after a session and, you know, we met that way or I saw them in a session and I went up to them and wanted to talk to them. So there's so many out there that I, I can't narrow it down um, yeah. beyond all of them. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll echo that too, that to say that the vast majority of professional connections that I've made in this industry can be traced to IAPA, but even it kind of taking that to a step further, all of the professional achievements that I've had in this industry, I can very easily trace back to connections I've made through IAPA, uh, okay. which is so, you know, it, it's so profound and it's, and it's so amazing because it is a trade association. Uh, for, for those who don't know, IAPA is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. It is the largest industry association in the world for the attractions industry. And through the expos and through networking events, there's the trade show and there's the, uh, the education sessions. And those are phenomenal opportunities to, A, learn about specific topics in various education sessions uh, by walking the trade show, which, as we learned today, uh, it can be more than more than nine miles of aisles. You, uh, uh, you'll have sore feet at the end of the day, but you can see all the innovation, new products that are available at the industry. Uh, but all of that is also, it's a platform for people to meet one another and make professional connections within, uh, within their peers and within, uh, within the industry. And as much as I've loved presenting at IAPA and going to other sessions and seeing the trade show floor, I do think that it's those connections that I treasure the most because mm -hmm. that's what, you know, not only leads to professional opportunities, but it's just like, 
when you go to IAPA, it's like old home week, right? When you go to like Florida Attractions Association, it's the same thing, right? You're, you're, you're getting together with, with seemingly family members. And even though you may only see those folks once a year, there are interactions that you have with a lot of them throughout the year. And when you are able to get in a room with them and share some ideas, share some, some things that have happened to you over the year, maybe ride a roller coaster with them, maybe get a fried dough with them, whatever, you know, might be happening uh, during that week, you're, you're creating such incredible memories with them, which is what we do in this industry. Um, that it just really strengthens strengthens the connection. And so yeah. you don't necessarily have to see everybody every day, right? To have a really deep, meaningful connection. And I can't tell you how many people I see at IAPA that, you know, that, that, that phrase, like when you have friends that you can just start a conversation with, and it's like, no time has gone by. It's like just about everybody I see in those, um, at those expos is like that. And mm -hmm. I think that's what makes it so special and so comforting to go to. And I think walking around for an IAPA expo, whether it's the, the trade show or the concourse or the, or the expo hall, and you probably feel the same way too, you probably take the longest time to go the shortest distances because of the those quick conversations and, and people you haven't seen in a year and that, that quick catching up with someone um, that it's like, oh, I'm trying to go from A to B, but it's... it it, it I have the most bl blocks in my way in all the best ways possible, right? Exactly, I, exactly. And we're very fortunate uh, on this episode today to have Hal McAvoy, president and CEO of IAPA, uh, here on the Attraction Pros podcast. So what I love to hear from Hal is his history in the industry, right? Starting um, as an accounting clerk at Disney and kind of working his way through Bush Gardens and, and you know, the Bush Entertainment Company. Um, and then, you know, rising to the position of CEO of, of IAPA, because it really, it really shows the path that you can take. If you apply yourself, like he says, if you roll up your sleeves, if you work hard, if you're good at what you do, you can really excel in the industry. Um, and that, of course, leads to developing a passion for the industry. And there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of stories and insights that Hal shares about that as well, that, you know, when you're someone that has gotten kind of bit by the bug or gets in your skin or gets in your blood, however you want to say it, right, that you you just can't not be part of the industry. And mm -hmm. he also talks about giving back, which I think is something that is so um, ingrained in so many people. Like you just feel like there's this there's this kind of have to give back, right? Like, like, like there's a, there's a calling to give back to the industry. And so when, when I app a calls and they say, Hey, would you do a session here? Would you do this? Would you do that? They're like, yes, of course I would. Right. And so you get that, you get that mentality of the industry has done so much for me and has afforded me so many connections and opportunities and cool things that I never would have done before that. Why wouldn't I give back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and you and I, we, I mean, we love to give back as much as possible. Speaking at the expo, uh, by the way, Attraction Pros Live this November <laughs> at IAPA Expo. Uh, we both sit on committees. We've uh, we've done webinars. We, you know, uh, we we try to to give back because of how much we've received as well. So I know that we could very easily record probably several episodes of of I would say maximizing the value of IAPA and how important it is. And in fact, we've done that before, I think, in yes. multiple episodes. Uh, but let's hear it straight from Hal himself, and uh, let's get to this uh, fantastic interview. 
Hi, Hal. Welcome to the Attraction Pros Podcast. We're really looking forward to our conversation today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Josh. Great to be with you and Matt today. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, so to get this kicked off, I feel like we have a, a lot of ground to cover here, and I, I imagine this is going to be uh, just quite a fascinating conversation. Uh, can you give us uh, just a quick overview and background of your career? Yeah, well, uh, actually, um, I was uh, kind of born and raised in New York, went to Tampa, Florida for college. And, um, and actually, my parents had moved to Orlando. And so uh, on a college break, I uh, actually worked at Walt Disney World in 1972 in operation. So that was my first taste of the industry. And then, uh, again, did my schooling, University of South Florida, uh, my degrees in accounting. And uh, I got laid off from a bank in 1975. And somebody said to me, you know, Bush Gardens is up the road. And I started there in 1975 as an accounting clerk. And that uh, that started my career uh, in finance and accounting and also started my uh, love for the industry. So thinking back to that love of the industry and, and starting in those positions, what do you remember about those positions that you still kind of refer back to today in your role with IAPA? Well, I, I tell you what I what I found out early was I certainly loved working with teams. Uh, I had great people I worked with, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd say for the Bush organization, that was kind of the start of uh, for-profit theme parks. It seemed like we were more of a beer promotion when we started, and so I had the uh, ability to grow their systems and. Uh, mature with with the business and so you know that was that was pretty exciting to me and a very and a lot of young people you know and I think that was something also uh, a lot of teamwork a lot of creativity a lot of hard work but you know it was uh, it was pretty cool working with guests uh and, you know and getting the experience of um, teamwork in in producing that uh, that service Mm -hmm. Excellent. And then can you connect that with uh, with how you ended up with IAPA and in your role today as CEO? Well, actually, yes, I was at Bush Gardens, Tampa uh, through 1988 and then uh, got promotion to go to Williamsburg, Virginia. And so I was in Virginia at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg for 24 years, had an opportunity to come to Orlando when the company uh, was was sold and then it was going was private, going public. And so uh, I did that. And finally, I've known IAPA for many years since the 90s, uh, you know, participated in uh, going to the expos and, uh, you know, uh, participated in some financial uh, type education courses. And so uh, in 2005, I was asked to be part of the original audit committee for IAPA when they formed it. And so I got even more connected to IAPA. And then in 2013, I was made audit committee chair. And, you know, I was looking at my career and where it was going. And I was working with interim CEOs at I, uh, CFOs at IAPA. And I decided when the position came open, this may be a great opportunity for me and uh, staying in the industry. But IAPA, the Association for the Attractions Industry International also, which I did not have a lot of experience with that and, uh, and running expos and, you know, dealing with uh, a lot of manufacturer suppliers and other operators. And I knew a lot of operators too. So it seemed like a natural fit to, uh, to come over to IAPA. 
Hal, what was that learning curve like? Because you just mentioned the expos and the international piece. So um, kind of how did you how did you know where to start, you know, in, in, in preparing yourself? Yeah, the, um, you know, coming on in 2017, it was really interesting. I, when the board was making the decision to move from Alexandria to Orlando, I was asked to be to work with the CFOs on the financials for that whole uh, move and relocation. And uh, so, you know, we were at the Barcelona board meeting in 2016 and the board approved the move. So coming to uh, IAPA in 2017, March 31, as the CFO, you know, now I was working with the IAPA team to execute. And uh, so that that was really interesting. And, you know, I'm the type of leader who's a roll up your sleeves. I'm curious. I want to understand the business. I want to know what's going on. And so, you know, uh, I, I love working with the folks and uh, went through that whole, you know, the relocation process. And then, of course, we had temporary offices in Orlando. Then we built a building. We were also doing our new uh, brand work in IAPA. We were celebrating our 100th anniversary. So when I came on board, it was just it, it was exciting, a lot of work. But fortunately, we built a great team uh, to work with. And, uh, you know, again, my, my experiences have just been amazing, you know, working with our team, working with our members at producing all the great um, expos, events, education, and everything that IAPA does with its members, you know, every day. Yeah, I recall the move from Alexandria to Orlando being uh, just such a, a pivotal uh, moment for IAPA and, and very, I would say, transformational. And then you mentioned everything with the branding and everything there. Can, can you expand a little on the importance of the move and kind of how that decision came to be to relocate the association? Yeah, I think, you know, the you look at the, the association and, you know, again, it, it was uh, it's been around for like 104 years now. I believe it started in Chicago and you know eventually moved over to to Alexandria. And I think as the association evolved to a national association to an international association, and as you know theme parks and attractions grew in the u s, and Orlando certainly has become an attraction mecca uh, in the United States. And I, I think, Everybody was thinking, well, you know, I think we would be better placed in Orlando where a lot of our members and where the attractions industry goes with our biggest expo uh, also, you know, why not uh, relocate there? We still do, you know, a lot of advocacy in the U.S. and certainly go to D.C., but having an office there, you know, does it make more sense to to move to Florida? And I I think, you know, again, it's definitely was a, you know, a, a transformational move, I think, for the association. And, uh, you know, again, the headquarters here, uh, the investment the associations made, um, you know, in the property and headquarters, I think really kind of sets the mark for the future. And I always like to say that the association to me is a 104 year old infant, actually. It seems like we're looking at new opportunities and, you know, working with our members on how to how to really uh, grow this industry, help them in in building great attractions, and again, keeping guests around the world. Uh, you know, having fun and making memories is which is what uh, this industry is all about. Hal, can you talk a little bit more about that 104 year old infant um, and 
sort of what you see as the opportunities that IAPA has now, you know, global um, uh, industry and so many different types of attractions under the IAPA umbrella? Yeah, you know, the, the, the opportunities are endless. And, and that's what's so exciting. I think, you know, every, every day you come in, and, and that's why I've been in this industry for so long, because I, I always enjoy coming into work. And yes, you may have your list of to-dos, but this industry always seems to throw at you a new challenge or a new opportunity. And so I, I think that's, um, for the association, we're, we're in the same boat. Uh, and again, being international, especially coming out of COVID, um, you know, things, there's so many changes and the world is still recovering. Not everybody's in the same place. So, you know, the, the opportunities to work with our members and getting their attractions and businesses back up and, and running, uh, dealing, you know, with the challenges that COVID has left us with in, you know, staffing, uh, you know, the financial situation of people being closed. You know, to me, the, the association is time for us to find ways to work with our members to move everything forward, to recover and to innovate too. Mm. And throughout all that, I, within your time as CEO, IAPA has has seen you know a, a surging membership growth and record expo attendance leading up to the pandemic, and now I'd say very quickly accelerating, uh, accelerating from the pandemic. Uh, can you talk about how your background in finance has helped to drive that up for the association? Yeah, I think you know again, I think my background in finance certainly helped, but also. I'm the type of finance person, again, that rolls up his sleeves and wants to understand what's going on. So I've had people say, you're the most operational finance person I've ever known <clears throat> because I've, I've done a lot in this industry and enjoyed you know, working at a front gate, selling tickets, uh, serving food, cooking food. Uh, you know, again, just uh, I'm, the, I'm the type that wants to explore what is our business. Also, you know, how do you do events? How do you do expos? What's the what's the mechanics of that? So, you know, and again, financial acumen from just you know details and and understanding what it takes from a business perspective to do things, the resources is required both from a, a team and outside partner standpoint. So I think you know, all my experience with you know build being parts of building rides. Uh, um, you know, new attractions and, and working with teams on events and all of that. I think everything has come together to help me have a better perspective about how to help people, help our team move things forward. Mm -hmm. You know, we've mentioned uh, expos a couple of times already in the conversation. And I know that, you know, certainly years ago when I thought of IAPA, it was about the expo. Right. And that's what it was. And I know there's been a lot of steps being taken to show that, no, this is a 365, you know, day um, uh, entity that can help you all year, all year round. So what are some of the things that have been done to kind of switch that perception from just a one time expo to this is an association that's, you know, got things going on year round? Yeah, I, th I think that uh, unfortunately what we've all gone through in COVID has helped us in that realm. Uh, you know, again, when you look at the expos we do around the world, I mean, the, the total time for those expos is probably around 10 days. Yet, you know, what's happening the other, you know, 355 days. And I think, you know, with COVID, we've all gone more digital. You know, we, we now 
you know, the terms of Zoom calls or, you know, it, it's common, but more importantly, access to online uh, product has become so important in keeping people connected. You know, IAPA is all about connections and keeping people working together, talking, sharing best practices and all that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely think that COVID has helped us accelerate uh, you know, going into the, the digital uh, age and becoming more sophisticated. And we're looking at, at products that are going to connect people uh, 365 days a year. Some things we've, we've got in the works, but, you know, our websites, our apps, our education program, we've, you know, where a lot of those were done face-to-face, -face, now we're, we're doing a lot virtually. And what that does, it connects with more of our members around the world. And more levels, you know, of our members, people that are coming into the industry in their careers or their managers wanting to advance uh, or, frankly, safety, which is number one for our industry, our safety institutes and, you know, and helping people get the education they need to move forward. Our certification programs also, you know, so we've put more online. We're looking at it from more of an approach of 365 days because we're here to help our members, you know, every day. And because we're international, it seems like it's 24 hours a day, right? If we're fortunate to have great teams in the regions, which are in the same time zones would help our members. But, you know, again, we're all committed to do whatever we have to do to be, uh, you know, part of what the uh, services are that our members need. Hmm. Yeah. And, and with that, I would say increase in digital content, I can see that members perceive an, an even higher value to their membership because they're able to, to get more IAPA year round versus if they were just previously attending the expo. Curious as far as, uh, you know, how you see that going forward into the future in terms of uh, continuing to keep members uh, engaged, educated and connected year round uh, as far as as far as kind of how to take everything that you know IAP has been doing the last two, eh, two plus years or so and then I would say extending that further. Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely a balance because when we we do our surveys with our members or we have events, everybody wants to be in person. You know, we're very much those connections and those relationships are so much more rich and fun when you can see each other. And you can come together, you can experience them, not only in a business setting, but in a social setting. And, you know, I think it's, uh, I, I love during COVID to see my team around the world on Ring Central or Zoom calls, and you see people smiling faces, but getting together and working together and seeing people and putting on, you know, great events or education classes or whatever, I think, you know, people really desire that. I don't think that's going to go away. And I think there's also, you know, a segment of our, our membership, you know, who, again, are going to use the, uh, the digital side uh, of our education programs or, you know, virtual conferences or whatever. They're, they're going to do that. Those that, you know, don't have the time to do, to leave and travel. Uh, or, you know, again, it's uh, between the expos or the events or whatever. I think, you know, people are looking for an opportunity to enrich their careers and keep in touch. And so I think, you know, technology has helped us do that, but I don't think it's a replacement for all of us getting together. I think our members are loud and clear and that they really desire the opportunity to get together. 
Absolutely. I know that when I saw and participated in the online expos, it was it was good, right? And it was good to see people and connect and, and talk in the chat. But there's nothing like being in the same room, feeling the energy, shaking hands, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't think we can re replace. And it's it's part of our industry. It's what we do. Yeah. And, you know, back in 2020, when we couldn't run the Asia show, we ran, uh, you know, the Asia uh, Expo. Right. And we did it virtually. And the platform we were using, it actually had a trade show floor and it, it allowed for networking, connections, appointment setting uh, and the ability to go off on the side with, a, you know, a prospect and and talk. And again, the team here put it together really, really quick. And I thought it was it was really well done and it was interesting to me, but we got a lot of feedback that it's just not the same. You know, it's uh, and, you know, we always grapple with what's the future of trade shows, right? Where, where is that going to go? And I think the industry itself of, of expositions and trade shows are looking and saying, OK, you know, what what's the future and how do we innovate to meet our uh, customers' needs. And so I think IAPO, you know, we, we think about the same thing. And, you know, again, what I see and what we're doing is, is we do in-person, but then we also do hybrids uh, where for those who can't be there, they're able to connect and be part of it. Um, so, you know, again, I think we're, we're all kind of innovating to find the right balance or mix and how we connect with our members. But uh, again, the, it's been very loud and clear that in-person is, is uh, what they prefer, let's say. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if there's one thing we've learned in the last couple of years is that uh, virtual events, conferences, and trade shows can work as an alternative if in-person is not available, but that nothing can compare to being in the same room and, and being together face-to-face. -face. And I think the, the expo in 2021 absolutely proved that it was, it was just like a, I, I've always looked at, at the expo as a family reunion, but you know, right. a family reunion where, where you skip a year that it, it just, I think it just magnified the, uh, the importance of it as, as well as just a, I guess it's a special feeling of it of being able to, yeah. to see it. Yeah, it, it is. And, and that's, you know, that's what's so tough too. Even now, unfortunately, we had to cancel Hong Kong. We're going to be running a, a virtual conference June 21st through 22nd. But, you know, again, we haven't been able to connect, you know, in person with a lot of our members in Asia. And, and uh, you know, it's tough. And I, I agree with you, Josh. You know, that's what I see about this industry. It, it, it's family you know you you meet people you work with them you socialize with them and you know and frankly even the IAPA team um you know I, I want to say we're, we, we're more like a family when we travel or whatever we're helping each other and so I know the emotion you're talking about you know when you get to Orlando or Barcelona in 2021 or Orlando and you see people you hadn't seen in over a year uh, and, you know, and again, and the stories are real, you know, they're personal of what people have gone through. And uh, and I think there is a, you know, a kind of a joy or elation in, in seeing each other like you see family members when you haven't been together for a long time. And I think that's what's special about this industry. I think a lot of the, uh, the, the folks that, you know, we all know, uh, that's the type of relationship we have. It's not just working. It's not competition. It's how can we all work together to succeed and, frankly, make this industry the best it can possibly be. Yeah. You know, Hal, uh, Josh and I have had conversations before about, you know, the best way to exp 
experience an expo. And I'm curious from your standpoint, if someone's listening to this and they've never been to an IAPA expo, it's their, gonna be their first time, what advice do you have to make sure they get the most out of it? Put on your walking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think we were up to nine miles or 10 miles of, of uh, you know, booths and, 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 and aisles and everything. And, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I, it's hard, to, you know, it, it's a great uh, expo. It's a great show. In some ways, there's so much there, you know, uh, prior to COVID, we had over a thousand exhibitors in Orlando. And, you know, again, it's just fascinating to see in this industry, all of the people that come together in the suppliers, manufacturers and suppliers, and the operators and the innovations, I think, are what is just fascinating about our expo to see, uh, you know, new folks showing up with new product and, you know, location-based entertainment, people taking things and putting them together and coming up with unbelievable attractions and, and brands. You know, a lot of companies are working together to bring brands to life. And, and so, you know, again, when you go to, to the show, there's sounds, there's sights, there's smells, and, you know, and again, it's just in, in some ways you go in and, and it's like, wow, you know, this is, uh, there's a lot here. And again, not only the show floor, but the events, the connections, education programs, top professionals from the industry, top leaders from the industry who are there talking about, you know, the, the opportunities they've seen and are taking. Uh, and then, you know, issues that folks are dealing with, whether it be best practices or, you know, how uh, giving a testimonial to how something was overcome or, you know, uh, you know, seeing, you know, guest behavior changing or, um, you know, new products and, and how do those get introduced. I think there's just so much sharing of information and there's just so much there. You really need to take the time of being there every day, you know, and, and I think for, for the new person, um, you know, we do have sort of an orientation for, for a lot of the new people that are coming and try to help them. But, you know, again, it's what's great is you can walk anywhere there and ask somebody and they'll they'll help you, you know, they'll they'll guide you and, and everybody's got a story, you know, that that's the other thing. Everybody that's been to the expo remembers their first one. And in some cases, I've heard people say, you know, they've been going for 40 plus years, you know, and haven't missed an expo. So, you know, it, it's uh, it's fascinating, but I, I think it can be overwhelming, but also it can be just so rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so a few of the things that you mentioned in the first uh, one of the last points you made of, of the people who have been going for, you know, 40 plus years that uh, you, these are people you can expect to see kind of, you know, every, every single year. Uh, you also talk about kind of the new products and new innovations, new technologies. And uh, it's interesting to, I almost want to say, observe an evolution of the show floor over, you know, over a period of time that uh, just walking around the show floor, you can get a sense of what's important uh, this year or this like, you know, time frame, certain, you know, time ranges. Uh, and I'm curious what you've observed uh, that maybe, whether it's walking around the show floor or just looking at the the exhibitors or, or just overall trends of identifying, oh, this is what's important to our members right now. This is, this is what a lot of 
uh, a lot of a lot of new exhibitors are, are coming in. I remember one year it was uh, I remember seeing, wow, everyone is focusing on being very energy efficient and cost effective. And yeah. in the last few years, I know there's a lot of virtual reality, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, digital types of experiences. So I'm curious as far as uh, those like themes or trends that you've identified over the years. Yeah, you know, again, I think what's happening is certainly virtual reality is something that we see a lot of. I think we're seeing uh, a lot of looking at brands and how do you bring those brands to life? Because again, consumers, they have their favorite brands. And if they have an opportunity to get put into that world, an example, Star Wars uh, or, you know, uh, Minions or, you know, whatever, there, there's so many, or Crayola, you know, I mean, there's so many great brands out there. Um, I, I think what's happening is the industry is looking at everything we have and you're getting very creative and there's a lot of innovation and technology, but also how to use it. And, you know, so I, I, I think that that's the thing. I, there's just so much happening from a technology standpoint that I, I think it's, it's come a time where people are coming to the show and yes, you know, you have traditional things, rides and, you know, bounce houses and, and things like that. But, um, you know, you also have this te these technologies that are coming out. And the question is, sometimes, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, well, uh, you know, how can I use this? And that's part of, you know, the innovation where you get people coming in and they, they look at things and how to package it, how to put it together. And so it's just interesting to me to, to see um, you know, how innovative people are being in not just looking at the traditional, but looking at everything and how can you match the traditional with the new world, with the digital world. You, know, you can see rides with, you know, it's not just the ride anymore, but it's putting you into a scene or a brand or the virtual reality or augmented reality or, or whatever. You see people, you know, coming up with products that are mixing medias these days and giving some of the, the greatest experiences that, you know, I've seen in all my years in the industry. And so, I, and again, I think there's certainly, you know, traditionalists and, you know, we love nostalgia and we love a good wood coaster or whatever, but when you see now a, a coaster that's been adapted to something that gives you a completely different experience, I think people look for that, and especially if they can recognize being in that that world, if you will, of uh, of of a very recognizable brand. Yeah, Hal. A minute ago, if we could change um, directions just for a second, you talked about certification right through IAPA, and from a professional development standpoint, something that obviously allows people to not only show what their development is, but, you know, work toward something. And I know that I will never have a PhD after my, my name, but I'm super proud to have the ICAE. Um, so can you talk a little bit about sort of the, maybe the mindset behind having a certification for professionals and, and how it can help people in their career? Yeah, I, you know, again, that's something we've invested a lot in the past few dear, day, years, I should say. And uh, we've also, you know, brought in professionals on our team to help us with building our certification, you know, and, and all of the um, educational programs that give you credit to lead you up to it. Um, you know, I've got to say, we, we've got opportunity there and uh, you'll be seeing things, um, some new, new things coming out soon. But uh, again, I think we're trying to work with the industry to 
help because I, I think what's happening is is people are looking for careers. It's 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 not just a job. It's what what do you have for me that can advance me in in my career? And and so I, I think our certifications certainly help folks get exposed to uh, you know management leadership and and to our industry. Um, and that development, if they can get those sort of when they get those certifications, I think helps them move their job forward. But more importantly is, you know, what I've found in these programs is the people I meet. And you meet people from around the world in different disciplines and you create relationships. And frankly, you know, through a certification, you can make many contacts and everything that frankly can help you in your career as you're moving forward. So there's other side benefits to the certification program of not just the knowledge, but frankly, the, the relationships. And, you know, when I took the uh, classes at Cornell, I think it was back in 2001, it was really the first time I had come into meeting I think it was about 25 people from around the world, from entertainment vice presidents to marketing to CEOs. To, and you get exposed to, you know, a whole group of people that, frankly, you know, you keep in your life for many years, your professional life, many years to come. So the certification program, you're going to see more about it. And again, I think we've got to do more of an education to our members that this is a great professional development opportunity. And, and it's a very affordable professional development from a company standpoint or an individual standpoint. And those are the type of messages I think we need to, we're gonna be working on. And again, the quality of our program, we wanna help people advance in their career and get the knowledge they need to move up in this industry. You know, Cause again, there's great, great careers here. And you always hear like myself, you know, you're starting at a you know, accounting clerk, you know, in college you know, and, and here you are a CEO of an association or you were a CFO or a vice president in a big company. And so, again, I think uh, we have a, we have a lot to offer in, in career development and professional development for folks. I think it's really fascinating that uh, uh, that you put it that way as far as the certification uh, is obviously there for, for the career development. That's almost like that's the I would say the, the obvious or the, or the surface level one that that someone would see. But then uh, the ability to meet other people and kind of have that that opportunity to make connections and network. Uh, that to me, I think has actually always been the, the biggest value for me for for IAPA and that IAPA has always just very much been uh, been a platform for people to connect and grow their careers with each other and that uh, it, IAPA merely merely facilitates that like in, in uh, I, I would say in that that networking way. Uh, right. Can you talk about I, I would say uh, the importance of that, or uh, you know why it's so important that let's say if, if you're going for the certification to not simply take the exam, check it off your box, and say okay I've, I've learned all this, but to reach out to those, or if you are going whether it's to an expo or there's the event uh, coming up uh, shortly at, at Hershey Park to say to come to this and to to actually talk to people. You know if you're going to an expo, you can sit in the education sessions and you can take notes and you can learn a lot, and then you can amplify that by by talking to the other individuals in the sessions or or with the speakers. Would love to know. I would say that um, you know the the association's perspective and the importance of this. Yeah, you know, again, certification education is great. Um, you know, but putting it into action uh, or practical application or talking with other people who have similar experience, 
uh, and, and even yourself putting that education into action, you do a lot of learning. And, you know, again, it, it's, um, we try to give you all the kind of the foundations and the basics, but there's nothing like doing it, right? It's getting out and having the experience to roll up your sleeves, dive in and, you know, create. And, you know, again, we're an industry of service and to work with people and see, you know, again, in, in dealing with a lot of the guests I've dealt with over the years, you, you just get such a reward for you work hard into producing a product and, and a service and being part of that delivery and seeing smiling faces and memories being made, taking their picture, helping them get someplace or plan their day. That's what it's really all about. So the education is a good basis, but actually getting involved and putting it to practical use, I think is, is really important. And working with others, again, getting different perspective, hearing experiences, and frankly, even in those relationships can open the door for visiting others, you know, who you met and or allowing them to come to you. And again, sharing those experiences one-on-one, -on -one, uh, especially if you can get an international, you know, experience, uh, although the U.S. experiences are great as far as meeting some of our members here, but I think it just enriches what you're doing. It opens your mind to, I think, a, a, a new new way of, of thinking. But more importantly, I think for young leaders, it um, it also you know gives you an opportunity to build confidence and to you know think about you know what you're doing in a in a different way. And you know one other thing we we really haven't talked about yet. But, uh, you know, I think that's part of this. What you run into in our industry is passionate people, you know, people that are passionate for this industry. They want to. And, and it's a, frankly a way of, of giving back. It does good for, you know, humankind. And so, you know, again, the, the passion that you see in our members to work together to, you know, again, deliver products that are amazing and innovative and to, again, make fun and memories for guests. I think that that's one of the big things here, kind of, I would say, the secret to the industry. And, uh, you know, again, if you're passionate uh, about what you're doing, you know, you, it's like you don't work a day in your life, right? Because you're living the passion and the things you want to accomplish. And it's not just about what you're getting. It's about what you're giving also. I think you make a great point there about, what you're giving, um, because as you were kind of relaying all that uh, great insight about passion, I was thinking about all the different types of people, obviously, that we need to make up this industry. You know, you've got a financial background, people have got um, operational background or aquatics or retail and food and beverage. And it's just so interesting to see that while they may have those operational passions, right, for, for food and beverage, you can go run a restaurant anywhere. Right. But there's people that, you know, I want to run Mel's Diner at Universal Studios. Right. I want to do that within the theme park world or the, the amusement park world. So what do you think it is that gets in our blood so much? I mean, you, you mentioned giving and I think that's part of it. But is there something else, some other special sauce that, you know, if we could bottle it right, we could create more leaders in our industry. Yeah. Uh, what do you think yeah. it is? I, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me, I, I you know, I. I feel like a kid in a candy shop in our industry. You know, there's always opportunity to do new things and, and experience new things. And, you know, if, if you're curious and uh, again, you, you get 
kind of joy from seeing others, uh, you know, react, you know, positive to what you're doing, then I, I think this, uh, this industry is, uh, you know, definitely for you. Uh, you know, again, it, it's hard work. There, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, um, so, you know, again, I, I, I think that, uh, that, you know, passion for what you do and, you know, working and seeing the immediate feedback too. That that's the thing in our industry, you know if things are going well or not. <laughs> and but but that's okay. You know, trying new things and seeing the reaction to it and then adapting and and refining. And uh, again, finding what we usually do is find ways to make things even better, right? You may start at a level and think you got it, but as your consumer starts using it, or as you and your team or your your partners, manufacturers, suppliers, you come together and say, wow, we could have done this or look what's that. So, you know, again, I think you're you're always kind of tinkering to make it the best you possibly uh, can. Yeah. So, Hal, uh, you announced recently uh, that you'll be retiring in uh, spring of 2023. Uh, so a little, little under a year from now, and, and I'm curious as uh, you know, you look back uh, just as your time with IAPA, or we can expand this to say your uh, your time in the industry. Uh, what do you see as being uh, your biggest accomplishment? Well, you know, again, I um, working with people to bring the industry where it is today, and uh, you know, in the organizations I worked with on the Bush Sea World organization and see where they've they've come to, uh, seeing IAPA, but more importantly, just seeing, you know, the people that I've worked with over the years. Um, I, you know, again, I, I think, you know, my greatest accomplishment is just being part of the excitement of building an industry that has just innovated and changed in, in so many ways. And also now at the association, trying to again work with members to to do the same uh and again we've just come through one of the most difficult times and frankly you know what i find there's there's no playbooks on some of these things right you gotta we all every business uh, association every individual had to go through covid and I, again i think one of the accomplishments is just because of having a great team having great members that we were all able to work together and try to help each other through it. And again, there's there's great stories and there's unfortunately tragic stories, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think we all tried to work together to come through it in a better way. Uh, and again, to I think we've innovated the industry. There's no question. We we learned a lot in a very short period of time that is helping us moving forward, uh, you know, safety and how do we live in a world, uh, you know, with something like COVID. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, the, I'm the type of person, I'm not so much looking out for myself as I am and making sure the people around me or the people I deal with, they're in good shape. You know, that's, that's really what I'm looking for. And I, if I can give back and I can help people succeed in any way in careers or in having a great day or in creating something that's new, unique and exciting. That's, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah. And how we've been talking a lot about passion and, and people that love the industry. Uh, but I'm curious if you were to go back and if you were never laid off from that bank, <laughs> 
what do you think you'd be doing now? Well, you, you know, I, I, I saw that question and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I was at the right place at the right time. And, uh, that's a good question. I guess I've never looked at, um, you know, what I could have done or would have done. Um, it, it's funny, in, in college, I did really well in real estate and insurance. And I had professors say to me, you know, you should take the test right away and go into this, this business. But I chose a different path. And, you know, I don't, I don't regret it. I'm so happy I did what I did. And what, what an enriching career. And again, I think it's not only judged in what we produce and everything, but the people we we touch and uh, and and to be able to have relationships and meet people around the world and see attractions and you know zoos, aquariums, museums that are unbelievable. You know, it just in the, the the human creativity and ingenuity is so much exhibited in our industry around the world. And, uh, you know, again, that's that's what's fascinating to me. That's why I say sometimes I feel like a kid in a candy store because I get to see things and meet people and work with people that are just the most fascinating uh, and, you know, visionaries, you know, people that have great ideas and they look at something and you, you look at it and go, well, I would have never thought of that. And then you see what was produced and you go, Oh my gosh, that that is the most unbelievable. But that happens in our industry all around the world. So, um, you know, and one one thing I I, I don't want to leave out in this too. We talk about attractions, and you know, I haven't really mentioned zoological aquariums, and you know, I think that's another thing. In my background, I had you know the great privilege to work with some of the most um, amazing people uh, related to zoos and aquariums and people that are so concerned about, you know, wildlife and conservation and, and animal care, you know, and I think that's another part of our industry. It's not just the attractions, the brands and all that, but it's the care for, you know, animals that could be going into extinction or need rescuing. I think that's part of our industry also. And it's a really important part of educating people to this. And again, in, in being good stewards of the earth and in caring not only just about people, but caring about the animals, you know, that, that are here uh, with us. And uh, I think our industry does an amazing job of, of, of care. And, uh, you know, some of the most dedicated people, you know, 24-7 taking care of a lot of these uh, animals at our zoos and aquariums and facilities is, uh, you know, they, they should be celebrated too, because they give an experience and they help people understand and realize something that you may only see on TV, but they they bring you close to it and they educate you in it. And, uh, and also they help to preserve it. And uh, so I think that's another part of our industry that I, I think we need to uh, need to highlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very well said. I so Hal, as we start to uh, uh, wind down here and uh, get close to the end of the interview here, any um, final thoughts, words of wisdom? I would say for uh, for our audience or lasting message you'd like to share. <laughs> well, you know, again, it's it's been an honor and a privilege for me to work in this industry, and you know, even if I when I retire, I probably will keep in contact with folks and I built some great relationships and certainly will continue to travel. But, 
you know, I would say, you know, just keep looking up and keep, you know, moving forward. You know, I, I think uh, um, somebody uh, I worked with, uh, one of our leaders said, we don't know the meaning of the words that can't be done. And then recently you've heard, you know, the difficulty, difficult takes some time, the impossible takes a little longer, right? <laughs> some of the, the quotes you've heard, uh, you know, recently around, but you know, I think that that's something that everybody needs to keep in mind that sometimes things, you know, may put you in a place where it's difficult, but working together, we can get we can get through it. And, uh, you know, again, that's one of my lessons is and that's why I love working with teams and meeting new people, because I think the collective minds coming together are what what advances us and comes up with new unique products opportunities services and then frankly just helping each other through life you know which coming out of covid you know you can always use encouragement and and again having a respect for not just the business life but the personal life and uh, you know and trying to help people balance that and and deal with uh, you know everything that comes at you in your business and personal life so you know, my perspective is keep a positive outlook. It's only going to get better. <laughs> that's that's kind of the way I look at it. There you go. There you go. Well, Hal, this has been a, a fascinating interview. And thank you again for your time, uh, for being with us. If uh, people want to learn more about IAPA, where would you send them? Uh, well, I think uh, our website, uh, IAPA.org, certainly has a lot of information. Uh, but also, you know, again, uh, there's contact information on there. You can see our team. You know, you can reach us uh, via our emails also. And uh, I welcome anybody that has questions or wants to reach out to us. Please do. You know, we again, we have offices around the world and uh, we have a great team who's here to help. And so, you know, service is, is our mantra and uh, helping folks in the industry find the resources they need or the relationships for the connections, that's, that's what we're all about. Excellent. Well, Hal, thank you uh, so much for your time today. We really appreciate uh, you taking the time to uh, just share this, uh, this uh, fascinating conversation and looking forward to seeing you at the next uh, event or expo. And uh, in the meantime, for everyone out there watching and listening, just remember, we are all Attraction Pros. Thanks for listening to the Attraction Pros podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you can tune in when new episodes release, and even better, please leave us a review on iTunes. For more information, visit attractionpros.com.